You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy and stay for the unbiased takes. This episode is a part of our pre-recorded vote to catch you up on past events. Today is our rapid fire special. We'll be covering NBA, NFL, and a bunch of other nonsense. Enjoy the show. 17th of February, Mr. Colby Johnson, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good to be back on here. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what when this actually uh, gets put out. But yeah, I like. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say, yeah, we're we're if for everyone that may watch these or listen to these, these are still in the product. We're still in production of the other ones. Um, we have already uh, episode one's been made, but well, still in production. <laughs> so said, we yeah, episode is more like uh, first of all, the other day it was just kind of more some segments. Like I said. I'm fine with just dropping, like putting out like little segments or I don't know, however you want to do this. We can worry and worry about that later. Yeah, that's yeah. a later topic. That's, they don't even know about this. Anyways, oh, let's go well. ahead and get it. Talk about this. Uh, the big thing that happened on the weekend, the Super Bowl. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on what happened with the Rams and the final drive of the game winning the Super Bowl? You know, it was it's a couple of days to reflect on it now. I mean, it was a good game. Well, I said it wasn't amazing, but it was definitely a pretty good game. Um, it wasn't really how I thought it would go. I thought the Rams would win and I thought it would be close. So I wasn't really expecting it to happen the way it did, but I thought the Rams would win. Uh, I had a feeling when Matt Stafford got the ball back there, they would go down and score. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Stafford was pretty good. It was a little, it was a little sloppy, honestly, for a Super Bowl. There was a lot of punts, a couple turnovers, but I'm not sp- surprised by the end result. I thought it was a pretty good game. I mean, I couldn't believe the Bengals made it this far as they did. I knew the offensive line eventually would be too much for them to overcome. Like, it's crazy they made it being given up as many sacks as they did. But, I mean, I think it was a great season, and it was a pretty good ending to it, even if it was a little little bit of sloppy Super Bowl. I wouldn't say sloppy. I would say it was entertaining, if anything. I, th- I thought it was a really good Super Bowl. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm a person that would be rooting for Joe Burrow, but I'd say the whole stories for the Rams and stuff, you know, it's pretty good. You know, it's really good to, for them. It's really good for their publicity, too, because they've been struggling to get their name out of L.A. with all their big names. So that helps. But I mean, I thought in an overall the Super Bowl game itself, I thought it was, you know, there was a couple missed calls. So, yeah, like you said, it was sloppy and all in essence, because there was turnovers, there was punts. But, I mean, I thought it was also entertaining uh, at the same time because it was like a close game throughout the majority of the game, right? Never better than the last Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the last one was. That was a Brady showed a Brady versus Mahomes. What, that was what it was, right? And Mahomes running was, for his life. Mahomes, I know. Well, Mahomes lost, like, what, like his whole O-line. Because like, of COVID. Their injuries and stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's funny how, like, we got another year of an AFC quarterback running for his life in the Super yeah. Bowl. But well, the Bengals, like, like last year, the Chiefs, like, they just had all the injuries, too. Like, the Bengals, their line was just bad. Like, that yeah. was But no, like, it was a good game, like you said. It was entertaining. Um, Star showed up. Yeah. All the Bengals, big names showed up. Stafford, I'm happy for him, most of all. He spent a long time in Detroit, and, I mean, he deserved it. He was, he was pretty good. He had some – the two picks, the one wasn't his fault, uh, and then the guy dropped it. But, I mean, he was pretty good. He was clutched down the stretch. So, I think it's interesting the Rams won with this all-in strategy. I'll be interested to see if, uh, if Matt Stafford will be able to get back to any more with the Rams in the future, just because I do feel like they do have an older team and they are going to lose some people. But at the same time, the NFC is wide open. Stafford on the Rams, pretty good, clearly. 
Um, Burrow and the Bengals, they got to fix the line, but they'll be around. AFC is a juggernaut, brutal, so many good quarterbacks. But it was a great run for the Bengals. I couldn't believe they made it as far as they did. So I'll be interested to see what happens in the offseason. But overall, that was a pretty good game. Like, wasn't really shocked by the outcome, but yeah, I was about to say the outcome part of it. <laughs> yeah, the outcome part of it, it was pretty predictable. And sadly, like, uh, it was a hopeful outcome for the Bengals to win, but a lot of the signs and like, you know, indicators really showed Rams should win this game. And yeah, I was about to say, I agree. Yeah, no, no. So, honestly, sometimes it's more fun to talk about the offseason. Uh, than the after result of, of the games anyway. Not necessarily always, but yeah, I mean, so I think there's a pretty good summary. So I just wanted to talk real quick about that. Yeah, just a quick touch up on it. All right. All right. So what we're going to go right into, <clears throat> I got some rapid fire styled questions here that we are going to dive into, guys. So we got some post-Super Bowl ones. So there's going to be some themed about the NFL but we're also going to try and transition into the NBA since we got all-star weekend right after the bat. So, and that's also, we need to touch up on some NBA because they are turning up right now, especially with AD getting hurt now again, which God bless his, his like, and you know, I hope he he gets healthy again, but. The Lakers not even, I, I, it's obviously I understand why everyone in the, like the, ESPN and main media talks about the Lakers because they're the Lakers and it's LA, but like they're not going anywhere. Like they're not now, no. Race by Phoenix. They have to play them in the first round. But anyways, the NBA to me is super interesting this year because I feel like there's a lot of really good teams, a lot of interesting teams, and a handful of teams that could win it. Um, I think the NBA's gotten like a lot more really the last two years. Um since KD left the Warriors, it's gotten a lot more competitive and a lot more interesting. A little more balanced, would you say? <laughs> balanced. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk some NBA with you. But I'm ready. To, I haven't heard any of these questions, so I'm ready to hear what you got. And All right, here we go. Ready? Question number one. Fair to have the Chiefs and Bills as Super Bowl favorites already after looking at all the sporting bets, looking, casinos all have them set up. Those are the favorites, and the and the Cowboys and the Rams are second. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, fair to have the Bills and Chiefs as favorites. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think that's completely fair. Cowboys should not be on there. That's absurd. But <laughs> yeah, I know. I was about to say something that the that something that the sports books knows that we don't. But well, they just always put Dallas on there to get them hyped up. They're a big market. I mean, Dallas will be good. They'll win their division probably. It's obviously ways out. Maybe hold on but, to that. Hold on to that thought. And I know you like the Eagles a lot. I also like where the Eagles are going, but we'll see. But anyways, I I think just to answer your question, yeah, I think it's fair. The Bengals. It was kind of a magical run. Um, a lot had to go their way. I don't see them getting back to the Super Bowl next year. I could be wrong. Obviously, it's so hard to get back, and so much is going to change throughout the offseason. But, no, I think it's totally fair to have the Bills and Chiefs as the favorites. Okay. Number two, does Joe Burrow and the Bengals retake the AFC North next year? Is that a guarantee? Ooh, well, certainly not a guarantee. If you had to ask me will they do it, I'm going to say no, because I think Baltimore had an – I'm a Steelers fan. I don't think the Steelers are going to – Unbiased hat, despite my flag behind yes, me. Yes, go steal the like you. Uh, but I don't think the Steelers will win the North next year. But I don't think – I think the Ravens, they're going to have people back. They're healthy. 
Lamar's be playing for a contract. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get an extension by that. Who knows? But I think the Ravens, the Ravens were eight and three with a bunch of injuries this year. Yeah, but I'm in the same boat as you. I think the Ravens might just retake it. Like, hey, you forgot about us type deal. I think Cleveland's gonna be better uh if Baker's healthy. Yeah. Uh, see what happens with Baker. Obviously, there's some noise and the Browns have to get better wide receiver, but Baker is undefeated against the Bengals, I'm pretty sure. Um I don't fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure they like the Bengals, the Browns smoked the Bengals this year when they played them with Baker. So I don't think the Browns necessarily will win the division, but that's a tough division. I I'll say no. Okay. All right. Question number three. Do you think Odell Beckham should retire now that he has another MCL spring? Yeah. The torn ACL. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, I mean, it's up to him. I wouldn't be surprised if he retires. I, I would, I'll say, yeah, just because he's clearly not, he's clearly hit his peak. He got to win a Super Bowl, even though he went down in the game. He was playing great before he got hurt. Yeah. I don't know how, what he's going to look like coming off another ACL injury. He's going to be 30 by the time he's back on the field. So to me, I mean, at this point, he's already made a ton of money. He does endorsements. Like he's out in LA. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to retire. He probably wants to play again, but realistically what is his value it's not like he's going to get a huge contract from mm-hmm. anyone there are so many wide receivers out there so I, yeah. say, yes i say it's pretty hard to come off an injury like that all right number four do you think luka Doncic has a better chance winning to come a playing as a main star now that he's all by himself so do you think they? So do you think the, now that Luca is all the main star of the Mavs, like he has no sidekicks with him, it's just his show? Do you think that he's going to win more games? Um, like it depends what you mean by winning. Like win a title? No, they're he's like Luca's amazing, but they're not. The Mavs aren't going to be seriously championship contenders until they get him a, a legit number two. They thought they were going to get that with Porzingis. I think everyone thought that, and then. He just fell off a cliff with injuries, and even when he was healthy, he wasn't as good. I think they might win. I, I think the Porzingis situation had just become so bad, um, so they might win more games in the short term. But overall, no, I don't think so. They're they're not going to be able to go make a serious run in the playoffs until he gets a co-star. Okay, I agree. I think they will win like a few more games. They'll be like a playoff contender, but it's nothing to make like a real run, you know. <laughs> All right, number five, if CJ McCollum would trading himself to the Pelicans. When do you, do you think we'll see Zion this season? Especially wow. now with the news today that he has to get another like foot surgery or something like that. Yeah. You know, I saw that. I don't think you're going to see him at this point. The Pelicans still aren't good. They're not going to be in the playoffs. He's not going to come back if they're not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're what, like 11 in the West or something right now. I've, I had the standings pulled up. They are winning games, though. They have been winning a little bit more games. Brandon Ingram starting Let's to see. get his uh, groove on. Right, right now, they're 11th, game and a half out of the play-in tournament. Um, Portland's actually won four in a row. That's surprising, even though they don't have Dame and they trade him a column. Um, no, I don't think he'll play again this year. I also have to admit, give you – I'll give you props on that. You were, you've so far to this point have been right on Zion. And that you you do not like him coming out that he has injuries. He so far he hasn't even played a full season. He hasn't he missed most of his rookie year. He was out last year some, and he hasn't played at all this year. So, I mean, obviously, if the Pelicans could do that over again, they would I'm sure take John Morant. I mean, you can't fault them for doing that because everyone was saying take Zion. I mean, he's obviously a great player when he's on the court, but he's just been super injured. 
Hey, can we, can I, uh, can we pause this for one second? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, I started the recording. Okay. So yeah, back to the rapid fire. We got five in, uh, we keep going. Um, yeah, just to close up and recap, we were just asking about whether or not we'll see Zion. I'm pretty sure you said no, we both agree. Um, hang on, I gotta close my door and then we'll give you the next question, okay? All right, I a couple as well. Here we go. Glad you got some ready. All right, go ahead and shoot me some. All right, so here's, this is an interesting one I just thought I thought of, uh, just think, was thinking about looking over the standings. So I would say the two in the NBA, the two probably, probably I would say the two biggest surprises in terms of good surprises, uh, to me, two young teams in the East, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they are fourth in the East right now, and the Memphis Grizzlies in the West, who are third in the West, and the Grizzlies are 41 and 19. So both ahead of schedule, maybe young teams that have been in rebuilds that starting to pay off. So my question to you there is, which team do you feel has the brighter future, the Cavs or the Grizzlies? Um, brighter future, probably the Cavs, I would say, because they're in the East, but also um, I already, I thought I, dis I dismissed them when Colin Sexton got hurt and uh, Darius Garland and Jared Allen came. Well, I knew Jared Allen would perform, but Kevin Love stepped back up. You know, he's starting to perform again. So I feel like if they can get more quality, I think they have him for another year. I'm not think I'm not saying he's the answer, but I'm saying like, you know, I feel like he can be a help veteran to help, help them get the, to that brighter future. So I'm leaning more towards the Cavs because Jared Allen also has some playoff experience from the Nets. Yeah. I actually I agree with you on that. I think it's interesting because Memphis, I would say, definitely has the best player building block in Jaw because Jaw, I think, is going to be a superstar. I mean, he already is a superstar. He's going to be in MVP races for years to come. He's ridiculous. But I feel like the Cavs have, like, Allen and Garland are both in the All-Star game this year because Jared Allen got in as a replacement. And uh, Isaac Okoro, he's a good defender. And um, Mobley, Evan Mobley is nasty. He's only a rookie. So I feel like the Cavs have – while the Grizzlies have the best player, the Cavs have more multiple guys who I think have really high ceilings that are just going to keep getting better. I think they're both very interesting. So I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Glad, glad we're on the same. I think, I just think the Cavs just, yeah, like you said, we're a bigger surprise too, like you said, on the schedule. That's true. So that's what makes them the brighter future in my opinion. All right. So here's my question. Okay. This, the Celtics were on a nine game win streak. Do you think this makes some contenders back in the East? No, I still don't think they have the upside to beat a Milwaukee or uh, depending on the chemistry with Harden, a healthy Sixers or even a healthy Brooklyn. I mean, we'll see what Brooklyn is, but a healthy Brooklyn. I think they're, they're good. They're a solid team, but to me, they just don't have the firepower. I can't see them going seven games with a Milwaukee or, or a Philly or even really probably a Miami. I think they're a lot, they've gotten better, but I would say no. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think I think that the, I think the win streak's nice. It gives you a little more confidence, you know, for the fans as well. But I don't think at the end of the day it's going to amount to you know what they're expecting. All right. So my next question okay. is going to be: <clears throat> What team do you think um, will go forth in the NFC East? Well, and I have little names for him. Ready? Dak McCarthy or Hurt Sirianni? 
which team do I think will win the NFC East? Yeah, out of those two. With just those two names in mind, Dak McCarthy or Hurt Sirianni? Probably still Dak McCarthy at this point. I like the direction the Eagles are trending. It's interesting because McCarthy, obviously, I don't love. I like Sirianni more than McCarthy just because he's young. He's, I mean, in his first year, he's already ahead of schedule for McCarthy. I feel like just the game has moved past him. But I still don't know what Jalen Hurts is ultimately going to be. I like that he can run around, but I don't know how good he is, is going to be as a pure passer. He's already – I didn't think he was going to be a good NFL quarterback, so he's already been better than I thought he would be, but I still don't trust him fully. Dak's not amazing, but he's a solid – above average, not necessarily top tier quarterback, but he's solidly in that second lower second tier of solid quarterback. So I'd say Dak McCarthy, but I, I do like where the Eagles are going. Awesome. You got any, uh, any more questions to ask around for this rapid fire? Yeah, I have a couple more uh, that I came up with. We'll, uh, well, I do have another NBA one, but we'll stick NFL since you brought the NFL up. So mine are just kind of either or questions. Um, so, like two teams. So, again, two teams here. Which – so both uh, – everyone loves to talk about New York sports and how the Jets and Giants are a disa- or have both been disasters for the last decade, really. Um, so, my question is, who to me – right now, who do you feel is in a better spot? Who would you – they've obviously both been train wrecks for the last decade, but who would you rather be today, the Jets or the Giants? Who do you feel like – who do you feel better about being able to turn it around first, as I should say? Turn it around first? Probably the Jets right now. Um, yeah, their division's probably a little bit more competitive because the whole Josh Allen and everything. And But I feel, actually, no, actually, I take that back. The, the Giants have a more competitive division. It's just because it's also underneath a bigger microscope, I'd feel like, too. But uh, with that said, the Jets also have a lot of attention on them. But I think they already got Zach Wilson. I'm not saying he's the answer, but that is right now their guy. And that's good to have consistency with that. So that's good. And I do like, I think Salah, hopefully they can get some more, you know, picks that help get him and his like trajectory that he wants to go. So I say more towards the Jets. I agree with you. I think the Jets do have a harder division at the moment, just because Belichick and the Patriots are solid, Josh Allen and the Bills and Miami. I mean, Miami has been good with Flores. We'll see what they are now. Uh, they're kind of a mess. But I do – I just feel like they have a guy they feel better about. Zach Wilson, he had a rough rookie year, but he did get better as the year went on. And to me, he just has way more upside than Daniel Jones. He was a better prospect coming out. He has a bigger arm. Daniel Jones, there's some stuff there. But, I mean, at this point, Zach Wilson's only been in the league a year. And the Jets, I feel like, have also drafted at least – okay with Joe Douglas at least the last two years I mean Vera Tucker and Elijah Moore are both solid pieces the Giants have not drafted well at all Andrew Thomas is actually pretty good the left tackle but other than that the Giants have been a disaster I I know it's new front office there but yeah I agree with you I'd rather be the Jets today yeah no, I, I, like like you said yeah just Zach Wilson he did get better in the end and so hopefully that gets him a better you know get a good step forward in the right, the right direction next season yeah. Yeah. You got any more? I'm almost, I'm pretty much run down on mine over I, here. You got, you beat me to the whole, uh, which team surprised you in the break. That was one of my lined ups that I had lined up. So. It wasn't exactly that question, but like I said, that 
but yeah, similar. I mean, I have two more NBA ones. Yeah, fire them. I'm ready. So rapid fire, two more NBA ones. Uh, So trade deadline just passed. This is more going forward in the offseason. Which star would you rather see move team, change teams to try to get it, join a different team? Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal? I'd I'd rather say both of them stay where they're at just because I respect what they're doing. But um, I'd say right now, I know Bradley Beal has like, they actually gave him a contract extension, but, or like a new contract or something like that. But in that contract, there's a trade clause where he gets a bonus if he lets them trade him. So I'd say if Bradley Beal gets traded, you know, he's going to also get the bag from Washington. I'd say he has probably more upside to get out. Um, Damian Lillard, I respect what he's doing too over there in Portland. You know, he doesn't want to leave, but. I feel like at the same time, they'll slow down their rebuild at the same time if he stays longer, because like maybe Chauncey wants to get more, you know, players for his own thing. But at the same time, he is Portland at the moment. So I can understand why. So but Bradley Beal's hurt now. So if he gets traded in the offseason and he gets that incentive and on top of all the things, you know, that he has done, I don't think it won't take anything away from either of them if they were to leave their team. So but right now, Bradley Beal. Yeah, I would rather probably see Beal get traded also just because I think the Wizards are very incompetent and they've been kind of a train wreck for really for as long as I've been following basketball. I mean, they've had a few good – they had a few good years with Wall and Beal, but the Wizards – I heard today – I heard today on the radio um, when I was driving around, there's a DC sports station. The Wizards have this – are the seventh – they're like as far as like the teams that are the most – dollars over the cap they are the seventh highest over the cap team and they're the win they're not good they just give out awful contracts um the dame situation is interesting because i i respect like you said how loyal he is and i think it's great but i almost feel like it's getting to the point where portland is going to be better off trading him just because they've kind of missed their window no one's going to come to no free agents are going to come to portland no. they really they just trade him a column so they don't really have any other trade assets to, like I know they said they want to build around Dame, but I don't know who you're going to get. And so I think at some point you're going to get to a point where you're like, we should we're just going to have to start over, blow it up. You could get a bunch for Dame, but I would rather see Beal get traded just because I do feel the Wizards are kind of a dumpster fire. But yeah, and then you have no. You said that was all your rapid ones. Yeah, I got one more NBA one. Okay. Um, this one is with the All Star break approaching again. Okay. Uh, we've been missing some players, you know, these are injuries or, you know, other considerations. Uh, what player are you looking forward to the most coming back after the All-Star break? Well, in my very biased uh, opinion, I have to say Jamal Murray. I miss Jamal Murray so much, man. He, him and Jokic are such a great duo. Jokic keeping the team, just carrying the team on his back, really playing with not a very good roster. I mean, if you took Jokic off the current Nuggets roster, that's a bottom five roster in the league without Porter yeah. Murray. And they beat the Warriors last night, but I digress on that. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously super biased, but I'm going to say Jamal Murray just because he's so fun to watch. And uh, it will. I feel like when he's – him and Jokic are out there, to me, again, very biased. But that's as exciting a duo as the league has. 
I wouldn't say that to any bias at all. I would say <laughs> that, you know, that that's an honest answer. Jamal Murray hasn't, we missed Jamal Murray since what? He's been out since last, last year's playoffs. He didn't even get to play in the playoffs, yeah, right? Yeah, last March he got injured, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't even get to play in the playoffs. So we're almost gone a whole year without Jamal Murray. So, yeah, I'd say I'm in the same boat. And uh, I've heard even some, you know, take some people saying they want to see Jamal Murray back too. So I'd say it's not bias. It's kind of. True, because we've seen Jokic will grind out this long. It's about time he gets rewarded with his buddy coming back, you know? Yeah. So that was my one question. All left. right. My last question, pretty simple one. Uh, we talk, we'll talk probably at a later time about some, some of the who's the true contender, that sort of thing, whatever. My one is last year, I loved the NBA Finals. Last year, I thought it was one of the better finals we've had in years. So today, which team do you feel like do you feel more confident in that they have a better chance to get back to the finals, the Bucks or the Suns? To get back? Yeah. Probably. I would say right now, probably the Suns. Um, the West is not looking as strong as the East's competitiveness is on that. I would say um, East has gotten their game up. Um, for the Bucks, yeah, they're the more complete. I feel like Bucks, both teams are complete, so I can't say more complete actually. But compared to the other teams in the East, you know, they have like there's teams like the Heat that can also give them a run for their money. Last time they did it, but this time can be a different story because the Heat, you know, bringing back the same squad of guys just like the Bucks are. Um, can't expect, you know, you can never expect the same result as last time got the nets who knows what kd does in the playoffs he does as much as he can and usually that's enough sometimes um yeah i'd say the east but in the west you know it's like you got the jazz and the warriors but the jazz always fall apart in the playoffs that's why i usually don't really consider them <laughs> a real contender like yeah they're always going to be there but it's not like they're going to push um warriors are probably say would be their biggest the sun's like biggest upset threat right now it going into just because we haven't seen jamal murray play and you know the other bottom teams of the west like the grizzlies they're too young to yeah, they're the, not yeah. yeah i was about to say that i i mean it would be exciting i mean they made the playoffs last year but i don't know if it's going to be their squad is, i don't know i don't think their squad's enough to go at the suns so I, I've gone back and forth on this one, to be honest, thinking about it. I'll probably agree with you and say the Suns. I don't want to just have us agree on everything, but I do, I do think I've gone back and forth. I think the Warriors probably, to me, are a, pose a bigger threat. Like the Warriors, to me, I'll say word it this way. The Warriors, to me, are a bigger threat to the Suns than any one team in the East is, I think, to the Bucks. I think there's multiple, like you said, really solid teams in the East that could really give the Bucks run for their money. Philly, I mean, if Brooklyn, if everyone comes back and is healthy, um, that's a huge if, and Kyrie, whatever. We'll see what Ben Simmons is like. Brooklyn, that's a huge wild card, but they could be dangerous. Miami has beaten the Bucks in the bubble. The bubble, whatever it is what it was, um, but Miami's really solid. Chicago, I don't think they're ready, but they're a good team. So, yeah, I'm going to agree with you just because – Really, outside of the Warriors, as much as I would love to say the Nuggets beat the Suns, I we don't know what Murray and Porter will be like. Doncic doesn't have enough help. Jazz never go far in the playoffs. So really, the Warriors, to me, are the only team I could see beating the Suns in the West versus I could see a couple beating the Bucs, possibly. But yeah. I think very close. I, I do still feel like Milwaukee's the favorite, but I think there are more. Like the East, like you said, is weird. 
because it's been for a decade almost, the West has been better, but the East is actually kind of a stronger conference this year. Yeah, man, like, like you said, I was seesawing on that too while, when you asked me that question, because I've been thinking about it a little bit too, whether or not the Bucks can go back to back. Like I've just been thinking like Bucks going back to back is high chance just in general. But, you know, I also have to, you just have to consider the fact that the Suns have literally the same almost exact situation the Bucks have going on for them. Just, you know, superstars in different spots. So they're going to have home court most likely. And the Bucks yeah. may not. The East is like very tight at the top and the Suns are just, I mean, the Suns are Sun, just it's the running, Suns and Warriors running right now. Night in and night out. They are mm-hmm. nasty. But yeah, yeah. that was right. cool. I like that rapid fire. That was good stuff. Yeah, nice little quick rapid fire. You want to still, right. still do the uh, the the Rising Stars game and finish out? That's probably I'll, I'll probably I have time for one more if you want it, but that'll probably be all I got time for. Yeah, we can do the Rising Stars. All right, so everyone who's tuning in, our next segment we got the NBA All Star Gazing segment for our All Star Weekend coming up for Cleveland All Star Week number seventy five. All Star. Um, didn't know that actually that I think they do this every 25 years or something, but they did it last 25 years was in Cleveland as well for the 50, which huh. I thought was pretty cool for a little sun side fact for the all-star weekend. That is cool. But that. to kick off the weekend, they usually do the celebrity game, but they also have the rising star game and the rising stars. That's the ones that are freshmen and sophomores, the rookies and the second years in the league. So what I got today is the list of those rising stars. And I just want you to tell me whether or not you think they have a chance to be an all-star in the future within the next couple of years or so. So do you, do you think, okay, so basically it's just at some point, will they be an all-star? Do I think they'll yes. become an all-star? Okay, I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do All it. right. Some of these guys I have stats for, and uh, if you want them, because some of these guys, I'm going to say that because if you want them. Okay. Because I, uh, I, I, there's I, some I, interesting I, names on here, and there's some that, you know, you kind of feel like, yeah, they probably will be. All yeah. right. Okay. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and team Barry. I kind of couldn't, kind of didn't remember most of their right down their first names, but we got their last name. So team Barry. <laughs> uh, we got the, their leader, Cade Cunningham. Do you think he will be an All Star in the future? Yes, Cade Cunningham. He's nasty. He's one of the best prospects to come out the last two years. He's already. I mean, he's a rookie. He's on an awful Detroit team that's really in the early stages of a rebuild. But, yeah, I, I absolutely think Cade Cunningham's going to be an all-star. He's big for a point guard. He handles it really well. He's a knockdown shooter. Um, again, it's tough. Like, the NBA, it's a little tougher to develop. But you can't just really come in and develop right away, uh, just come in and be dominant right away. But, you know, Cade Cunningham, to me, has so much potential. He's a gifted player. He was awesome at Oklahoma State. I mean, he's already putting up good good numbers. So, yes. I'll say yes. Very entertaining player to watch. Yes. All right. Our next one is a G leaguer. So I wouldn't expect you to say yes or no on this guy. It's Dyson Daniels. They have four G leaguers, by the way, in this game. They're bringing them up. Remember, the NBA is trying to promote their G league, which I think is cool. That is. So these um, are like stars in the G league. So they're not in the NBA yet. Yeah. Only one of them. This one is right here. Dyson Daniels. Wait, um, this one for this team is the, they have one per team. So I'm just letting you know that this one's the G leaguer. Okay. So. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to know much about this guy. I don't either. Like they said on the website, it was literally just G League. So, yeah. (laughs) Just keep an eye out for Mr. Dyson Daniels. Our next one, though, is a name you know, Evan Mobley. I'm going to say yes again, and I I know I can't say yes on all of these because um, – No, don't worry. They'll start turning up. Not everyone will be, but, yeah, Evan Mobley is 
he's i mean i love i really liked him coming out like last year's i remember me i mean you and i uh, watched the draft together our buddy sage as well and like i really liked last year's draft class is very strong at the top there's a lot of really interesting prospects and mobley's one of my favorite he's big he defends he's a seven footer he can handle it he can shoot it he's everything you want from a modern big he's probably the favorite for rookie of the year or at least in the running uh, maybe not the favorite, one of the favorites. So yeah, I'm going to say Mobley will be an all-star. He He's disgusting. I know he's already gotten like a rookie of the month award. So yeah, he's probably already one of the front runners for that. All right. Next up, keeping it in Cleveland, Isaac Okoro. I'm going to say no. I think he's a good player. He's young. He defends really well. And I think he's a, still a good draft pick by Cleveland because I think that draft last year was good. Not as good as this year's draft, this past year's rookie class, but I mean, LaMelo and Ant, Anthony Edwards, obviously great, but so no, I don't think a core will be an all-star. He is a really nice player. And I think he's an integral part of what Cleveland's building, but also he's going to be sharing the ball with Garland, Mobley, Jared Allen. To me, those guys are always going to be above him in kind of the scoring chart as far as their options. We'll see what happens with Colin Sexton. I know he's got a, I think he's a contract situation coming up. So I'm going to say no for a quarter, but he is still a good player. All right. All right. Next up, we got Alprin Sengun from the Rockets. Uh, I remember him from the draft. The rookie, he's a big man. Yes, sir. The Rockets have been better than people expected this year. I think they're for Their young pieces are fighting in the, in the silence right now. They're working in silence. Complete rebuild. Uh, I'm going to say no still at this point, because I mean, there are a lot of so many other promising young players in the league, but like I said, and actually now that I'm looking at it, the Rockets are pretty bad. I thought they were better than they were. I lied. They're, they're pretty awful. So I'm going to say no, but I mean, it's nice that they've got some young guys in this, uh, in this game. All right. Next up, Jay Sean Tate also on the Rockets. Jay Sean Tate is a solid player. He's been pretty good, it looks like. But to me, that's he's not an all-star. Um, he's a rookie. Uh, I don't. I believe he might have been undrafted, or he was a late-round pick. Um, not sure. I know he went to Ohio State. I'm gonna say no. I don't think he's uh, gonna reach that all-star level. But again, he's an interesting young player for a team that's in a full rebuild. But now, I'm gonna say no. All right, all right. Last one for Team Barry, Franz Wagner from Orlando. I do like Franz Wagner. I do too. I'm going to, again, say no on this one. Uh, the Magic are another team that's just kind of in a complete teardown. I mean, they've been rebuilding for God knows how long. Um, they're a <laughs> tiny, small, small market franchise. The first NBA game I ever went to, fun fact, was a Magic game, so I'll always have the sweet spot in my heart for them always pull for them a little bit, but no, I don't think Franz Wagner is going to be an all-star, but I think it'll be a nice rotational piece. I mean, I'm sure he'll be, he's going to be a starter for a long time. I think he defends pretty well. And looking at it, he's actually having a very good rookie year, mm -hmm. but I don't think he's an all-star. I could be wrong on this one though. I don't say that as confidently as I did on the two Rockets because he, he is having a really good rookie year. Yeah, he has those guys around him, too, that helps him, like, you know, push his game up and get those assists up and gets his rebounds up. Because he has Cole Anthony out there as well. And so Cole Anthony's doing his part. He's not on this list, by the way, but pretty sure. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, the next team up will be Team Peyton. I can, I can tell you the first name, Gary Peyton, because I can just tell <laughs> off the name. <laughs> so Team Gary Peyton. 
their first leader is going to be LaMelo Ball. He's already an all-star. He got a, I think he's a reserve this year. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be an all-star for the next decade. LaMelo Ball. I thought he would be good, and he's even better than I thought he would be already. He's like, I thought he would eventually get to all-star, but he, I did not think he would be this good this early. He's insane. He defend, He does everything. He's a perfect point guard. He can shoot. He's, I mean, Lonzo, people have knocked on Lonzo, and Lonzo's a solid player now, but he's already clearly surpassed Lonzo's older brother. Yeah, I love LaMelo Ball. He's so entertaining. He's a great player. It's just like the game just comes so easy. He looks so – makes it look easy. Yes. Yeah, the fact that he also plays defense helps a lot, too. Yeah. You know, that's a, that says a lot for a young guard. All right, next up, Scotty Barnes from the Raptors. I love Scotty Barnes. I'm going to say yes. Scotty Barnes has been – he's another guy who's going to be – who's in that uh, rookie of the year race. He's sensational. He can score. He defends. I mean, the Raptors – they they basically revamped their roster. I mean, they, they don't have Kyle Lowry and a lot of those veteran guys are gone. They're still going to be in the playoffs this year. They're the seventh seed. Um, Van Fleet was an all-star this year. But no, I, I'll say yes. I love Scotty Barnes. He's a really good player. He's already averaging. He's averaging 14 points a game. Um, he defends. He's athletic. He's really everything you want in a modern wing. So, yeah, I'm going to say Scotty Barnes will be an all-star one day. I was going to say, yeah, you're, like you said, they traded away Kyle Lowry trying to rotate the roster, and uh turns out that, you know, Scotty Barnes steps up, and Van Fleet, I love Van Fleet, you know, his story is amazing, so to see him become an all-star is awesome, yeah. from undrafted to all-star, congrats Van Fleet, by the way, if he Scotty ever hears Barnes. this. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to be really good for a long time, I think he'll yeah. more than one all-star team in his career. Mini Drake. All right, next up, Ayo Dosinamo. From the Bulls. Uh, from Illinois? Yeah. He is. I did not think he would be this good in the NBA. Um, he's, he's got eight points per game uh, and 2.7 rebounds per game with three assists per game. I still don't – yeah, I don't think he's an all-star. He'll be ever be an all-star, but he's a great – he's another great piece. I was talking to Gabe today, one of our buddies from school from Chicago. He um, – like the Bulls have so much depth. They are such a deep yeah. – if you look at all the players they have on the they, they go like I mean they go like eight, nine really solid players deep and they have a ton of guards. I mean they oh, have yeah. all these guards that are play. So to me, AO is also kind of gonna be fighting for minutes with a lot of these guys, but he's already better than I thought he'd be. Great rotational piece, but no, not an all-star. All right. Next up, we're going down to the questionable situation down in Sacramento. Davion Mitchell. Uh, yeah, I don't know what is ever going on in Sacramento. I like I like Sabonis, but trading Halberton, that's a crime. Uh, I don't get that at all. No, I don't think Davion Mitchell is ever going to be an all-star. I think he's a nice player again. He's more of a great 3 and D guy, and he'll be a key piece for them. You, ho- you hope he will. Um, but, I mean, at the Kings, they always find a way to make everything go wrong. But, no, I, I, I don't think he's that all-star ceiling. Great defender, but not an all-star to me. All right. And then our next guy, he's a G-leaguer, so we're just going to give him his credit pretty much. Scoot Henderson. I like the name Scoot, so uh, hopefully you make it up into the big leagues one day so we can get you some more credit. Um, After him is Jonathan Kaminga. He is actually filling in for the Pacer Durante. So we're going to have to talk about Kaminga, though. Jonathan Kaminga, he's interesting. I remember – 
like we've seen a lot about his scouting report. He's a really good defender and he has a really high ceiling. So I'll say no for now, but I could, but again, this is another one I'm not confident on because uh, I think he has a ton of potential and he's one of the more raw guys from this rookie class, but he's already an impact defender. Um, yeah, I'll say no, but I could be, I could eventually be wrong on that. All right. And the last one will be Jaden McDaniels from the Timberwolves. <laughs> Jaden McDaniels, a nice rotation player. Um, he's the Timberwolves are finally heading in the right direction. I know you're ha- happy about that, but uh, no, I don't think he's ever going to be an all-star, but I do think he's a nice piece. I agree. He's going to be a great, I think he's a great role player already. Like he's going to be a great piece going forward. All right. Next up, we got team worthy. Okay. So, um, Worthy's captains, Cole Anthony. I like Cole Anthony a lot. He's a good player, even though he's on an awful team. He's a good player on an awful team, which I think accounts for some of his scoring numbers. I'm going to say no. I think he's a good player. But again, there are just so many talented young guards. It's going to be so tough for him to make an all-star team in the East in the next over the next five, ten years. I mean, this is some of these people we've already listed on this list. You also have LaMelo Ball. I mean, there's a lot of really good guards in the NBA. So I'm going to say no. He's also got Jalen Suggs, who they just drafted on his own team. Eventually, Markel Fultz is going to come back. Um, So to me, he's already going to be kind of a crowded backcourt. He's a really good player, probably the best they have, but I'm going to say no, not an all-star. All All right, next is a G-leaguer. So we're going to give him his credits and his flowers. Marjan Buchan. Hopefully he gets his name out there so we can talk about it more. But anyways, congrats on the Rising Stars. Um, up next, one of my favorite draft picks that went under the radar was Josh Giddy. <clears throat> I agree with you. I love Josh Giddy. I'll say yes, Josh Giddy will be an all-star at some point. I think it maybe is a little bit of a stretch, but you look at him, he's he's kind of the new era yeah. player. He's like, like what is he, like 6'9", and he's a point guard. Him and Shea Gilligas-Alexander are two really good building blocks for an otherwise just awful Thunder team, but they've got all the picks for like the next five years, 10 years. They have so many picks. So eventually they should, hopefully, you hope would get other people around him. I really like Josh Giddy. He's such a good passer, rebounds. He can score a little bit. He's definitely still got a lot of developing to do. I think he's only 18. Yeah, he's like 18, 19. <laughs> he's He's not going to be an all-star in the next year or two, definitely, but he's already really impressive. So I think, yes, Josh Giddy will be an all-star. He's, yeah, he's getting he's getting triple doubles now, so he's starting to get his game going. So I agree. I hope he does uh, Hope he does become an all-star. He, uh, he was one of my favorite guys that I was rooting for, just off of name, off, off of rip from the draft. You know, Josh Giddy. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Giddy up. <laughs> now, I like Giddy a lot. I think he will be an all-star one day. Yeah, one day, one day. All right, next up. Jalen Green from the Rockets. I'm going to probably say yes on him as well. Jalen Green is just a pure – He's swaggy. He's a pure scorer. Um, he's, again, also, like you said, these guys, when they come in the NBA, they're so young. Uh, so it's it's not like you're going to just come in and get to that level right away. But I really like Jalen Green a lot. I think he's going to be an all-star someday. He's so – he's a freak athlete. He can knock – he can shoot pretty well. Um yeah, I think Jalen Green has all the tools you want from a modern two guard. So yeah, he's going to be an all star. I agree. I think Jalen Green's going to be. I think he's going to be fun to watch for the next few years. 
Uh, up next, we got Herbert Jones from the Pelicans. Uh, I don't know a ton about Herbert Jones. I, I remember him when he got drafted vaguely. Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think Herbert Jones is an all-star. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I didn't know too much until I started this up. Um, Herbert Jones, he is averaging 9.6 points per game, four, four rebounds, and two assists. So solid numbers for, you know, a freshman, sophomore year player. Um yeah, that's all I got on him. I don't know much about him. The Pelicans are not in the best situation, you know. No. So hopefully he uh, bowls out, though. Maybe he'll get his name out. <clears throat> Tyrese Maxey from the 76ers. I like Tyrese Maxey, but no, he's not an all-star. To me, he's going to be a guy who's going to be a career, like, great uh, rotation, fringe starter, bench player, whatever. He's going to be a guy who's kind of some instant offense, instant scoring. He's really talented, but I don't think he's an all-star. I think he might be almost like a Tobias Harris type deal, you know, like he'll show up to an all-star game maybe once in or twice out of his career. And it'll be like a great defensive stretch that he had, but that's about it. Like you said, besides that, he probably won't even sniff the all-star. He'll be a role player, but he gets you some great role minutes. You know, he's a good piece. Speaking of time, mm-hmm. actually, the Bucks and Sixers played a crazy game tonight. Sixers won 123 to 120. And beat had 42 and 14. Giannis had 32, 11, and 9, so they were going at it. Dang, yeah, that must have been a great one to watch. I didn't catch it, sadly. I, right now I have uh, on my screen the USA versus Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer. <laughs> All right, last but not least for Team Worthy, it's Jalen Suggs from the Magic. I like Jalen Suggs a lot coming out of Gonzaga. He's a really good player. I don't know if he's going to be an all-star. I think he's a he's had a little bit of a bumpy start. Um, again, the NBA takes so long to develop. I'm going to say no, but I I really do like Jalen Suggs. I like him a lot coming out. I think it's going to take him a little bit maybe to get to get to that to get to the point. I think he'll be a good starter, maybe fringe all-star, but I'll just say no because I feel like I've said yes for a lot of these guys. Hey man, it's your takes. <laughs> I would, but if you would have said yes, I would have said, "Why not Cole Anthony over Jalen Suggs?" That's that. That was the only thing that would have been coming your way. They're on the same team. As I think Suggs has a higher ceiling than Anthony. I'll say that just because I think he's a little bigger. Um, he's more of a combo guard. He can kind of play the one or the two, where Cole Anthony's really just a more of a one to me. But. <laughs> I think I think they're both nice pieces for the Magic. Markel Fultz is also going to be back at some point. Um, but no, I'll say no. Keep it interesting. All right, all right. <clears throat> all right, final team, Team Isaiah. We're got to start him off, Precious Achua. I, I don't think he was the captain. That's what I'm saying, Precious Achua. Precious Achua is a good player. He has potential, but I don't think he's an all-star. Okay. Next, Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain, also a really nice piece. That was a steal. I think the Grizzlies got him at like 30 or something last year, uh, the second year in the league. He's a really nice piece and a key part of what they're doing in Memphis, but I don't think he's an all-star. But a good, nice rotation player, but not an all-star. I agree. I think he has a great – like that. the fact that he developed his three-point shot too, whew, he's helped a lot for those Grizzlies. He has nailed almost all of their draft picks the last like three years, which is – in the NBA, that is very tough to do. 
Mm. All right, next is Sadiq Bey from the Pistons. Sadiq Bey is having a – I mean, he's, again, kind of also sort of the bad, best player on a bad team type deal. Uh, well, Kate Cunningham's the best player, but Sadiq Bey is a little more experienced second year. Sadiq Bey is a good player, but I don't think he's an all-star. I think he'll be kind of a, a starter, but I don't think he's ever going to get to that all-star level. But I think he's going to have a really nice career. And he's him, him and Kate Cunningham are two really nice building blocks uh, for the Pistons to start this rebuild with. But Cunningham's clearly the, the piece, obviously. He's the one number one pick. I don't think Sadiq Bey is going to be an all-star in the East uh, anytime soon. So I'm going to say no. All right, all right. Up next is the captain, and it's Anthony Edwards. Yes, Anthony Edwards is absolutely nasty. He's a pure scorer. He's an athlete. He defends. He's was really a great pick. Uh, I think Lamelo maybe is a sm- fringe a smidge better, but I think for the Timberwolves, that was absolutely the right pick at number one because you already have D'Lo. So Anthony Edwards is a dog. He's going to be an all star. He maybe as early as next year. He's nasty. Yeah, I think he should have been an all-star this year, but he just didn't get the votes for it. But I think, I think you know, like you said, him and LaMelo, they both are – they're both probably one and two of both hits for them, you know, which is nice. <clears throat> Next, Tyrese Halliburton, who is now on the Pacers. Yeah, I can't believe the Kings traded Halliburton. He is a really, really good player. Again, the East, there's so many good guards and so many good players. Who was number? Who was what? The, he was number three for rookie of the year last year. Yeah, right, right behind Anthony Edwards and the Miller. I'll say yes, he will because he scores really well. He passes. He's a great facilitator. Um, he's a nice little building block for the Pacers to start there. I guess rebuild whatever there. I don't really know what that much about where the Pacers what they're doing as an organization. They're not in a great spot, but obviously Sabonis has kind of been their franchise guy the last couple of years, but there's obviously a ceiling with that. So I, I love the move for them to get Hal Burton. He, he's a great player. I think, yes, he will be an all-star. All right, all right. And our last one before we get to our G-leaguer is Isaiah Stewart for the Pistons again. No, I don't think he's an all-star, but he's a nice young big. Again, the, the Pistons, they have, they have some pieces to start this rebuild with. They're an awful team. But they're, again, super young. I mean, these are their three best players probably, and they're all really young. I guess they have Jeremy Grant still. forgot about him. But, but no, I don't think Isaiah Stewart has the all-star ceiling. But, I do, but, again, nice rotational piece, but no, not an all-star. All right. And our G-leaguer with the flowers and the last considerations, it's Jaden Hardy. Jaden, hopefully you ball out in the future and we get to give you some more considerations in our all-star gazing segment. <laughs> Well, that's all we got for the for the teams. I'll run it back on who you think will be our future all stars from uh, all these guys. So there's a total of 28, and out of the 28, you selected one, two, three, four, five. Ooh, you were very selective. Six. You only selected eight. So a third of them do. That's a good. Ra- I think that's a fair ratio. Only a third of them will become an all star. That's right. That's pretty accurate. 24 all stars each year. There's all. Yeah, and only in these eight are going to have a chance to become one. I'll repeat the names. Cade Cunningham, I agree. Oh. Uh, Evan Mobley, definitely will probably see his name in an all-star name. LaMelo, already an all-star. Scotty Barnes, definitely will be an all-star. I agree with that take as well. Uh, Josh Giddy, we're hoping for, but can be an all-star. Less confident than the first four, but I still really like him. Mm-hmm. Jalen Green. I still really like him. 
lot. I think he'll be, again, not as quite as confident as those first four, but still pretty confident. He's going to be a really good player. And then Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton. Anthony Edwards, yes, like I said, could have could make an argument he should have been one this year. By next year, I'm betting he will be. And Halliburton, I also feel pretty confident. I'm looking at Halliburton's stats right now. Since he got traded to the Pacers, he's averaging 20 points and 11 assists. His last <laughs> I mean, that's only a small like a two-game, three-game sample, but still like he's played for <laughs> Pacers. In his four games with the Pacers, he's gone. 23.6 assists, 60% shooting, 22.16 assists, 50% shooting, 17.8 assists, 50% shooting. And then uh, they played it uh, last night. He had 21 and 14. That's insane. Uh, I, I, as a Kings, like, how did you – I mean, I guess the star potential of the other – I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it. I, I, Tyrese was a hit last year. Like, he came out of the woodworks. Everyone was like, oh, it's between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo. But I literally never seen Tyrese Halliburton right underneath that title, you know? Like, Tyrese was literally in the considerations, and I guess it wasn't enough. No, the Kings are the Kings are just a, a disaster of an organization. They, they are one of the worst-run organizations in all of professional sports, not just the NBA. They, they might be – the worst run franchise in the entire NBA. The more I think about it, there is yeah. in the running. Yeah, they have a thing for what there was like this. I remember there's this video. It was like they have this thing for drafting, uh, drafting centers or power fours that literally have the same skill set and ceiling. Oh yeah. And for like the past like five years, they literally drafted the same copy and paste dude. <laughs> like, means I remember I've looked at this before because it's just mind boggling how bad. The Kings draft picks have been last year. Halberton stud traded away. Traded away. Have a first round pick in 2020, in 20 or 2019. Oh no, Halberton was 2020. I, my mistake. Um, 2018, they picked Marvin Bagley second overall. They just traded away for peanuts because he didn't pan out and he didn't want to be there. De'Aaron Fox was a great pick. He's really good. Uh, Zach Collins, who I believe they traded. Marquise Chris, eighth overall. I mean, he's a role player, but he's another big guy. Didn't pan out. Willie Cauley-Stein, sixth overall role player. Not nowhere close to worthy of a sixth pick. Nick Stauskas, eight overall. Bust. Terrible. Seventh overall pick, Ben, ben McLemore. Bust. Not good. 2012, fifth overall pick, Thomas Robinson. Horrible bust. Terrible. He's never good at all. Year before that, they picked Bismack Biombo, role player, center. The year before that, they picked Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, I mean that's a ten-year stretch of just. I mean, in all, they had a top ten pick almost every year for ten. They got Demarcus Cousins and De'Aaron Fox and Halburn are the only picks that you could say were hits. And Cousins ended up forcing his way out because they were incompetent, and they traded away Halburn. Yeah, that that's it's rough to hear. That's just rough to hear. That's just I, you kind of feel for the for the people of Sacramento, or at least that fan base. I don't know if Sacramento even owns them anymore. People don't so, talk about it because they're Sacramento, and like obviously, no one really, not that many people care about the Sacramento Kings. But it's really just astounding. They might be one of those teams that need to like move, reload. Like they might be one of those teams that go to Vegas. I can see it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they they just built like a brand new arena though a couple years ago. Really? I don't know. They just need new management. Their Vladi Divac, their GM is terrible. He's atrocious. 
Kings get it together for the for the sake of the NBA. <laughs> get it together, Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox, poor guy, he's gonna waste away there. He just signed like a long extension, like a year or two ago. He's not. I know speed can only go for so long too for him. You know that play style. So who knows? Maybe he'll just keep doing that until they just get annoyed of it and they'll trade him, <laughs> like the rest of them, like the rest. Yeah, but anyways. Well, that was fun. That was some good stuff right there, Jalen. I, yeah. I that was good to talk some basketball with you for sure. Yeah. Next time we'll definitely go ahead and uh, hit up. Next time we'll give them a little preview. We got the big three talk of the NBA that we want to talk about. Like we'll that. tune into next time. I want and, to talk uh, about some contenders, pretenders, that sort of thing too. Yep. So uh, yeah, some more NBA talk coming up on Saturday, hopefully during the all-star weekend. So right before the rising stars that we just talked about. So right before we see these dudes hoop. And so yeah. Season going to start heating up here soon too. The room mm -hmm. is already starting to circulate a little bit. I know we didn't touch on that really, but that, that's yeah, Kirk Cousins getting his name thrown into the new cycle today. That's always, always fun. That's always. And you know, I also am a huge draft nerd. I love the draft. So we're going to get some mock drafts going here soon. I'm very excited to do that. I definitely want to do just one, just, fully dedicated to a mock, doing a mock draft and talking about it. So we should get the mock draft crew back. I like Definitely. I think that should be the mock, like that should be a special, like the mock draft special. I like Just that. have the guys over that. Cause I feel like, you know, the, I feel like oh, the, they know, they know the draft too. Cause I, I've, all, I've started watching it since then. Now the, you know, major sports networks are starting to look at the draft if they're not looking at the NBA. I've been following this draft even closer than like previous drafts. And I always am super into the draft. So I've, I've read so many mock drafts and I've been listening to uh, Todd first draft podcast with Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. His came, I saw his came up on my feed. I read a little bit of it. Well, so. I'm ready. I think I want to do at least me and you. I want to do one here in a, maybe in another week or two. Uh, I was thinking I could make a mock 1.0. We could kind of talk over it, if you will. And then I definitely mm -hmm. would like to do a special, get some more people on that. So I, I love the draft. So definitely right. more ideas, lots more on the way. Yeah, I was about to say, we're just getting started, folks. So uh, yeah, tune in next time. <laughs> All right, man. I'll again stop the recording here, but that, that's some good stuff.